Everybody, but we're also on tape. We are in the bowels of this music. Episode 125 of Kamaloops the last of week. Christopher Folds, no magic mic today, but we got Bennett and Bill at the helm. Everything good up there? On the control panel, everything's good. Yeah, nope. Mike's, uh, Mike Meltemore is down at Anaheim. Yeah, right? yeah, he's at the uh, trade show. What is it exactly again? It's a trade Nam. show. Nam. Yeah. He's in Nam. He's in Nam. Yeah, I, I hope he comes war. back. Okay, <laughs> with a gold, with a what? What do you got? A green heart, purple heart. Purple heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, twenty-five. Anything? One twenty-five. Yeah, one twenty-five. Yeah, hey, you know, um, dynasties. I like dynasties in, football, in, in sports, right? Yeah, I, I just have a. I like that. So, so if you think in, in my time, in our, well, not your time, before your time, but my time in hockey, uh, the Flyers won the won the Stanley Cup two years in a row, seventy-four, seventy-five. That's not really a not dynasty, really dynasty, though, right? but on the way. So the first real dynasty of my Islanders? era was the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, Seventy six. Yep. They won four in a row. Then the Islanders won four in a row. Then the Oilers won four to five. Would have won six in a row probably if they. And then of course the Penguins won two. But that you know they're they're not there anymore. So I was I was looking it up last night. Guy Lafleur, flower was the leading scorer in the first year of the dynasty. The leading scorer of the league is first ever uh, Art Ross Trophy. 125 points. 125 points. Seven years later, only seven years later, Wayne Gretzky won the scoring race. He had 125 assists. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And then he had, uh, you know, 90-something goals or something. And then interestingly, also interestingly, is Wayne Gretzky leads all NHLers with the most 125-plus point seasons in a career which with 13. See, the game didn't change that much in that short of a time. That's how good Wayne was. Yeah. Se- seven years later. It changed a little it changed, bit more it changed. in the 80s. But, yeah. yeah, but in that time, not, it was, not, it was not still that. rough and tumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. incredible. Um, yeah. You're playing through the pain? You've been <clears throat> yeah. sick, down and out? Sick. Down and out, on my back, in bed for three and a half straight days. It was unreal. Okay. I'm still, I'm still, all, I'm not contagious. I'm just, uh, I'm just all dopey. I haven't had a glass of wine since Saturday night. Well, you do actually seem <clears throat> fresher than usual on the show. Well, I feel you should dopey. be sick more this often. Crazy, yeah. Okay. Speaking of um, working and playing through the pain, we have an impromptu guest this morning. So you texted me about an hour ago saying, hey, the mayor's gone back to Mexico and there's been some concern from uh, Stephen Carpuck. He told Kristen Holliday from Castanet, friend of the show, she had written a story um, that mentioned that he's told her that he only, he found out on Monday, on Monday, January 22nd, that the mayor wouldn't be there the following day to chair the meeting and the public hearing. So, because he's, uh, I think he's, Deputy Mayor, he had to do something, and he, he told the media that um, he, he was he was caught by surprise, short notice that. He didn't know the mayor was in Mexico. And the mayor um, said, well, you know, he's a busy guy, and that um, he came, he went to Mexico in December, came back, was on our show, went back to Mexico on vacation, but he's also working, as he tells us, 24-7. And he was at the meeting, he was at the meeting, um, he was at this week's council meeting by, uh, by Zoom, or, you know, virtual. And um, but there was there's some bit of chatter out there about hey well, I thought you just went to Mexico what are you doing back in Mexico but he's saying he's working so I texted him to say hey you know there's there's a lot of chatter out here why don't you come out why don't you zoom in from from Cabo or Mexico wherever I think he's in Cabo and and just you know clarify for the masses what's happening well and you said send him the zoom link we'll see yep. what happens so I texted him. He says, you betcha, available 24-7. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're taping this now on Thursday, January 25th. It's 9.35 a.m. So if all goes to plan, within an hour, we'll have the mayor on to talk about uh, what he's doing and why he's back in Mexico and uh, what kind of work he's working on down there. In the meantime, we have a fantastic show. You are a chimera. I say chimera. Do you say chimera? Yeah, it's, I think it's chimera. 
Because there's different ways of saying don't, it. I say don't Chimera. Don't trust me on pronunciation, but I think it's Chimera. Yeah, Maddie Dunstan. Chimera yes. Theatre. Mm-hmm. So, but you've been there and you've seen yep. some of the plays there. Yep. This one, it's William Shakespeare Mystery Box. It starts mm-hmm. in February. So we've got some of the main people, main players involved coming on our show today. Aaron Shuffletoski, your boy Shuffle T. He's seen every single episode, by the way, so shout out to Shuffle T. He's a good guy, and he just he just posted real syrupy, real syrupy uh, <laughs> uh, a love note on Facebook for his, uh, his, um, his girlfriend slash wife of eight years. You saw that, didn't you? Yeah, well, was, I got some uh, heat for what I posted the other day with the Well, pictures. both of you guys, you got to just get off that already, man. You know, <laughs> get a room already. Anyway, he's a good guy and um, he, a really good guy. He's yeah. not coming on the show, but we have the yeah. play director, Dan Ondang. He's also Chimera's artistic managing director. So he's going to join us along with Andrew Robertson. He's Chimera's artistic producer, and he plays the lead actor in William Shakespeare Mystery Box. They're going to come tell us about this play, but they can't say a whole lot. No, because it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery of what play of Shakespeare they're going to be performing. However, um, I love it when we have art stuff on here. I'm an advocate for more art stuff. So we'll learn as much as we can from them. We also have our monthly KLW on the Blazers segment. We've got Missy Cedarholm coming on, along with not Michael Ryan, Ryan Michael yes. of the Camelot. Michael Blazers. Ryan was actually a 1999 draft pick of the Dallas Stars. Different guy. There you go. The names were reversed. KMHA night this weekend, Saturday. Blazers hosting the Rockets. It's also Literacy in Kamloops Book Drive Night. I thought you would like that. That's well, with with the newspaper we were huge with Link, Literacy in Kamloops, all that stuff, Razor Reader, all that stuff. Yeah. So we'll ask uh, them about that. In the meantime, let's talk about some Kamloops news. Well, do you want to talk about first of all, Reed being gone? Do you see this being an issue? No, I don't. He asked me today, can I go on vacation and work? And I said, yeah, yeah, I have no issue with that. I just said we should come on because there are people in the community talking about it, so why not get it from the horse's mouth? I don't know enough about it to even have an opinion. Let's talk to him and find out what about I it. Would, I would say that if people are picking up tasks because he's gone and hasn't let them know, then that, that's an issue, right? Well, I we mean, can ask him. We can that, ask yeah. him if that's happened or not yeah. and maybe get someone else's opinion on that uh, next week if... if um, sure. Because we don't know enough about it at this point. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know he was in Mexico. Until <laughs> yeah, so we'll find out more a little bit. Overdose deaths as we take a tough turn here. Uh, yeah. Another tough record, yeah. bad record. 2,511 in 2023, that's in British Columbia. Yeah. The most ever recorded again yeah. in a year. Every year it seems to be the worst and the worst and the worst. And it the, only, the only upside, it's not an upside, but it's only like a, a, a sort of silver lining or a break in the, in the grim clouds is that Kamloops recorded 80 people in Kamloops last year died of an overdose, which is down from 92 the previous year, which was a record. But 80 is still about six and a bit. Per, per month, which is six and deaths per month, which is way, way too many. Um, we, I, th- I thought we should talk about it because they hadn't released it for a while. They, they weren't releasing the numbers in November, December. They normally don't in December because of the holiday season. But it just goes to show that it's, um, it's, it's just out of control. I was driving here today to listen to CBC, and, and this was the topic again on CBC. And it's, it's just like a, almost like a Groundhog Day. You yeah. know? There's all these deaths. We need to do this. We're going to do this. And then a year later, there's all these deaths. We need to do this. We're going to do this. I don't know how you can solve this like you did with, you know, with COVID and stuff like that. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a disease. It's healthcare. But you wanted to talk about, I think, because in your email you wrote, you talked about the decriminalization. Well, I think it's I think it's a legitimate topic uh, to to talk about. Like I, I am I, I've been for the longest time a decrim proponent, right? I don't I thought marijuana should be should have been legalized way before that. I was writing about it 20 years ago in Abbotsford, yeah. the Bible buckle the Bible belt, and getting getting criticized from people who thought that you know the, the marijuana was devil's lettuce and you'd go nuts. And, and, and that, there's right? been results in other countries about successful sure. decrim. I'm all for. I think decrim is is the way to go because you, you should be able to do this as long you know w- within reason, just like like, you know, drink, drink, you know, a pub is a, is a, is a, is a safe consumption site if you think about it, right? You know, the pub we go to. But I think 
when they, when they, the, the reason for this decriminalization program, which is now almost one year old, it started January 31st next year, it's a three year pilot project between BC and Ottawa, we're the only province, you're allowed to have two and a half grams or less, or less. of a lot of hard drugs, fentanyl, Cocaine, coke, fentanyl. heroin, you, yep. you can use that. And the idea be behind it ultimately was to save lives. That, that's what it is, by, via having, um, remo removing the stigma of people worried about getting arrested, you know, going for help but having drugs on them and worried about getting in trouble. So the idea is, okay, this, the cops aren't gonna hassle you, you can use these drugs, and hopefully that would like make it more open where you can, you can uh, talk to the person, maybe you wanna get help. Um, <clears throat> obviously after a year it hasn't helped. Well, but it, you can't, no, it's have, only, it hasn't even been a year though. Well, we, we've right? had I'm, I'm, sure months, that, I'm sure that Dr. Carol Fenton might come on and say, well, well give it give okay, it time. Okay, let's give it another year and, and I'll bet you right now, I'll bet you a pint that next year we're talking about the same grim numbers. I don't know if that, that in itself is I, not helping. And I think the ancillary problem from that, which is played out at City Council with respect to bylaws, with respect to more open drug use, even if it's anecdotal, uh, with respect to the provincial government passing that law, uh, uh, the bill and then the, the Supreme Court uh, putting an um, um, uh, injunction on it until March 31st. All that was from an effort, no, a noble effort, to save lives. The stats so far are saying it's not saving lives. Now, it might be doing other things, but it's not doing the ultimate thing you, you so say, far. We can't blame the rise. We can't blame no, no, the rise on the project, no, no, though, right? No, no, no. The I mean, rise is there. The rise is there. I'm just saying, what I'm saying is, you, can, you can't ignore the fact that this monumental decriminalization program, yeah. which was very controversial. It hasn't worked yet. It doesn't seem to have worked. Its ultimate goal is to save lives, right? It yeah. doesn't seem to have worked. Now, you, some of them could, could say, well, maybe if it wasn't there, there might have been 3,000 deaths. I don't know. What, why, why are you turning on it so quick, though? Because no, you no. said you were, you no, were no, a supporter I, I, no, of it. No, I'm a supporter of decriminalization. Yeah. I'm just saying there, the, it has to, but, but with, with, within reason, like I say, I can't go and drink a beer in a pub, in a yeah. park, but I can yeah. go, I can shoot up heroin. Like I, like I said, and I, don't, uh, and I agree with you. I think, you know, I think, I think, I think it should be legalized, decriminalized, but everything has to be regulated. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try and find a clip from Carol Fenton. So I'm a very strong advocate of the safety nets, and mm -hmm. I will always advocate for yeah. more strengthening of that. You will notice in the coroner's death review panel report that came out last year, strongly mm -hmm. recommended evidence-based continuum of care um, for like all the way from outpatient to inpatient, yeah. and we need uh, it needs to be a network, and it needs to be accessible everywhere. Absolutely, I support that 100 okay. percent. The reason that I still support decriminalization is that um, I don't expect it will probably change much mm -hmm. um, in terms of substance use behavior because again we're not addressing the reasons that people use we are not we have not expanded the places people can go to mm -hmm. use and given all of the um, discourse uh, that we have seen the stigma is very strong mm -hmm. so um, if you or I had a colleague that worked in the trades I don't think they would be any more likely today than they were three months ago disclosing that they use mm -hmm. and so I would not expect in this period of time to see a difference but the utility of waiting before passing a bylaw is you know if it if it hasn't changed mm -hmm. then why a bylaw now as opposed to a year ago mm -hmm. right are we doing this bylaw in response to decriminalization or you know what are we trying to achieve mm -hmm. and 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 that's why I think it's really important to be what are we trying to solve what is the problem we are trying to solve what are the upstream factors for that is it housing is it access to care is it supervised consumption access 
or or is it literally all of those things in place, but people are just not? It's all of that and more. One, I just one other thing on that. Sorry, I just we're recording, right, Bennett? Uh, this this <laughs> this this is where it goes back to this decrim thing. Another thing about the decrim thing was the reason they think they might say live is that it would draw people out of. Out of hiding, where they have to go into an alley, and maybe they overdose by themselves. Maybe they'll use together without fear of getting getting moved along or getting arrested. Again, a noble idea, but if you look at the stats this year and every other year, the vast majority of people who have died are in homes. I'm talking homes like we have regular yeah. homes. Forty nine percent, I think, died this year, last year, same with the year before, died in homes. We're talking, and a lot of them are like people in the trades, males between 30 and 59, people who have good jobs. Yeah. They have homes, they have cars. They're not your t stereotypical what you think with a shopping cart on the street. Yeah. People are dying in homes. Another 28% are dying in what they call other homes, uh, SRO, single room occupancy hotels in the downtown east side. Um, you know, like the crossroads in down, social housing, you know, like in town here. Um, so the 28, so 49 and 50, that's six, that's 70, that's three quarters of the people are dying in places where they have shelter. They're not dying on the street. Very, very few people are dying in the street in the alleys, which brings to me just a debate as to, well, if the, if the goal is to stop people from dying alone in the alleys and stuff, I don't think the people dying in the homes, homes like we have, are the ones you're seeing doing drugs in, in the public. They're not the ones. Those ones actually are quite safe. They're not the ones dying in mass. That's all I'm saying. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. Nancy Beppel. You last week took a fairly big stand against her notice of motion asking our mayor on behalf of our council to write Justin Trudeau on the Israel-Gaza conflict. And she has withdrawn that. She didn't end up yeah, going Nancy to council. Beppo, let me preface it by saying that I think she's one of the more um, interesting councillors who has a lot of good ideas, a lot of interesting ideas. She's probably the most innovative councillor, I think, if you, if you look at her Twitter feed and everything. I do like a lot of ideas she comes with. I don't agree with all of them, and this is one of them I didn't agree with. And, and we could agree to disagree. We had a good debate on Radio NL uh, a year or two ago regarding um, whether or not the government should give the city more money because of the um, uh, bylaws to legalize marijuana. And we had a good debate on, on the radio, and I think I, I, I said my point, she said her point. Anyway, she wanted that, she wanted the government to, 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 to call for a ceasefire, call for the release of all hostages. Uh, you know, the, to do what it can to stop the carnage over there, which is, it's brutal, right? It's brutal on both sides. Uh, Israel is, is, is guilty as, as well about what they're doing there, and Hamas, like I said before, a pox on all their houses. But I thought that was kind of stay in your lane. Cherry picking. Why not? You got to do it with every, every atrocity in the world. You know, every, every atrocity is equal in my mind. You can't just say because it's getting all the front page in the New York Times. You got to look at the stuff in Sri Lanka. You got to look at the stuff in, uh, in Burma in China, whatever. And that was my point. So anyway, she's, she pulled it back. She, she, she did not go forward. Um, as I understand it, she talked to a bunch of counselors beforehand and found that she's not going to get the support for whatever reason. They, they're not going to support it. So rather than waste, waste a lot of time, kudos to her. Yeah. Uh, knowing it's a knowing it's not going to pass. She, she said, okay, forget it. She's going to go back to the drawing board, try to work on another wording that might might appeal to the councillors and, and then come back to that. What do you think? But that's probably not going to work, is well, it? Well, it depends the wording, on the wording. depends yeah. on what she's saying, right? I don't know. It's, it's, and it's, uh, if I'm another councillor, it's like walking to a minefield. It's a political thing, right? It, like I said before, you don't have to be on one side or the other. I'm not. I think they're both at fault. 
but you can you can still fault one and the other and still love the victims of both and mourn for the families of both. So I think um, I think, but as a politician, you want to you want to be careful not to be seen as being on one side or the other, as we see everywhere on the campuses of universities on both sides of the border, where you have people being accused of being anti-Semitic and people being Islamophobic. It's it's. It's just ridiculous. So I think they should focus on build Kamloops, the pack, uh, snowplow, taxes, um, everything they can. They have power to locally. As I said before, um, there's not enough time or money to fix everything locally. Until you until you can do that, then maybe look look outward. Maca Ranch. Before we talk oh, about build yes. Kamloops, Maca Ranch. This is their last <coughs> of ten. They signed a massive deal with us. Massive contract to yes. advertise on our show. A yes. ten episode contract. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes looked at the contract and he's envious, Patrick licking Mahomes his lips for, for the contract. So is Travis and, Kelsey. And, so is Andy Reid. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. This is the last episode of the 10-episode contract. Big Mike of Macca Ranch was at my house for that Chiefs game. Actually, he had oh. a massive parlay riding on the Bills winning. Yeah. $900 he would have won if the Bills won, and the Bills lost. You can't, you can't, you can't blame Bass for that totally either. No, that I don't. That last drive was weird. Some of those play calls, weird. Well, I'm also, I'm, you can't blame Josh Allen because he's the reason they were in that game, but he missed a throw to the end zone, and, and, and he missed an underneath route to Diggs. There's a couple right there that were open, and, and then Diggs dropped that one that I would have caught. So You know who doesn't drop the ball? Macca Ranch. Never, never. You do though, because you have my macaranch food. Well, and you here's won't the thing. Give no, here's me. the thing. Last Saturday, the night I was getting sick and probably spread it to everybody, that super spreader event, I had your um, you lamb. Have the, you had the lamb. The lamb and and pork. I, I portioned. You had lamb and pork. I have a chicken and yeah pork. I, I it's, you know it has it's wrapped in those really cool. Yeah. Um, like, butcher, you know, the brown butcher stuff with the, yeah. with the Sharpie. It's really cool. Um, you didn't I, eat it, did you? No, no, I ate one of mine already, but I have more. But I put them all in a bag, yeah. put them in the car, crossed some Redbeard. We went out and we, we, we met with some people and we talked about things. And you forgot to come and grab it. So Well, you forgot to bring it in. So It's, back, you, it's back in my, uh, my freezer. But it's it was fine. frozen, right? It's okay? Yeah, yeah it, was like, it was cold outside. So. But that's the beef, that's the pork, that's the lamb, and it's all happy. Because of the acreage they have out there, yeah, 80 it's, acres. It's, it's, they got they got the world to play with, and there's no uh, there's no pesticides, there's no extra hormone injections, there's no um, there's no nothing but nothing but love. This is the and we do love this type of small independent business. Mm -hmm. They're trying to build it. They come to Kamloops last week. Mm -hmm. I would say they probably made a lot of money off this, even if it hasn't shown yet. Macca Ranch has gotten its due. I heard word on the street is that. Because of the publicity and all the love that K KLW is showing them, they might add another another animal out there. Another animal. Another another. You know, got beef lamb. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think they might get. Uh, you know, they might have like a llama or something pretty soon. They could have lamb. I think they already do have lamb out okay, there. Well, there you go. They Probably have farm fresh eggs. I know that. Yes, yes eggs are good too, and uh, they deliver. Info at macaranch.ca. That's where you can find them on Facebook as well. Instagram. You can email them. Um, their, their website is macaranch.ca. Stunning new website, and they deliver to Kamloops. They do. They I picked it up Kamloops. at the airport. That's right. Yeah. All right, next week, Build Kamloops, you have some stuff to talk about. Um, well, we were, we were trying to get Michael O'Reilly on the show today, but, well, he had to go have a new baby and couldn't get on the show where his wife had the baby. So Yeah, his wife had the baby. Yeah, so I guess well, we can give him a pass for not coming yeah. on. So he'll be, um, I talked to him on the phone. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Lane Riley, I think is L-A-Y-N-E. Lane Riley is the baby's name, and they're very, very happy. It's, I think it's his second child. So he's taken a well-deserved rest. In fact, he's, he said, I don't, I'm just taking a total rest with the family, which is good. So he's going to try. Well, we've got him in for next week, next Wednesday. Um, I think we're back on Wednesdays next week. And um, he'll be here um, to talk about Bill Kamloops. He's the chair of the Bill Kamloops Select Committee. Bill Kamloops is a committee of council that's looking at um, how we can 
build things we need in town, the Performer Arts Center, RCMP, uh, RCMP detachment, ice sheets, ice sheets a, a, a big central curling center, among other things. And they're looking at it from a rather than a piecemeal as a whole thing. How do we get these things going over 20 years? 120 years? milli, 120 milli <clears throat> project. Well, the pack is estimated at 120, yep. but remember, well, remember, uh, people get all crazy about that. The last two Performing Arts Center referendums, the first one in 2015, which was defeated by the, the populace, Democracy in Action, it was budgeted, it was estimated to cost 70 million, but the people went to the polls and they were only asked to, uh, to, to approve spending of up to 45 of the 70, and, and, and that's all the city could, if they would approve it, all the city could, could, could use as, as their money for was 45. Yeah. The rest would be at through grants yeah. and uh, donations and stuff. The one that went to referendum in 2020 before the pandemic killed it was for 90 million, but people were only being asked to approval to borrow up to 49 million, which is essentially less than 15 if you factor in inflation. So it wasn't that much difference. It was exactly the same. So if it's 120 million, let's say we go to next year, we go to we go to a referendum. It's, they're not going to be asked to, to to fund the whole thing. It might be 50 million of it or 60 million. Remember that it's a big difference, and it, and that and that um, 120 million even on its own amounts to, I think it's 1,136 dollars per household or per person in Kamloops, which is basically 50 bucks a month, which is basically um, or 50 bucks a year is it over 20 years. Um, it's basically me, you going for two pints and leaving a tip. So it's not a lot. I know people are going to say, oh, it's everything. It's, 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 not, it's not 120 on the backs of the taxpayer. You're going to have federal, provincial grants. You're going to have a lot of fundraising already. Um, um, uh, Ron Fawcett and the family, they've, they've pledged $10 million for the last one. I'm sure that's still there. So there's $10 million off the tab right there. But you're concerned. The land. They own the land already. That's all off the tab already, unless you want to add that $4.5 million. They bought the old Daily News land to it, but that's semantics. One of the numbers you are concerned about, though, is the $7 million yes, proposed. Yeah. Yes. Um, so build Kamloops Select Committee's recommendation to approve a plan to spend $7 million on project design work. Design and project viability. So I think $5 million is for the design and, 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 and $1.9 million is for project viability. I don't know what that means. Our, our friend Dave Hallahan was, talk, was talking to <laughs> them. Hallin maybe, we can, maybe we can have him Mike back calls on him the, David O'Hallahan. O'Callahan. We can have him back on the show. To talk, because here's maybe what, not now because we keep on saying his name wrong. Here, here's, here's what really frustrated, is frustrated me as a journalist and it frustrates me now and should frustrate everybody because we want clarity. If they're going to say it costs $7 million to design this thing, first of all, the first question is you have designs done from the last one. Why not just use that? If it's the same Place, use the same design, use the same building. It looked beautiful. Why do you have to spend more on designs? Maybe there's a reasonable explanation, well, but is it going to be in the same yet. place? Let's assume it is. Why do you need to spend seven million dollars for plans again? Well, exactly. Well, I agree. And that's the question. Maybe there's a reasonable explanation. We're not engineers, no, right? Definitely but here, not. But here's the other thing. In in the, in the council meeting uh, on Tuesday, uh, Councillor Katie Newstater uh, noted that number and said uh, something to the effect of. Yes, it's a high number, but it is what it is. We can't do anything about it. Well, well I, I would like it itemized to the penny. Why does it cost $7 million? Where, where does that money go? Where does every dollar go to? I'd like to see what, what does that mean? How much do you pay the architect? For what? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. You know, Stanton, I think Stanton Associates, they're the ones who did the, uh, did the last ones. Um, Look at those ones. I don't understand this. Then that's maybe maybe. Michael. Surely they will be doing that, right? Don't don't they have to come up with a detailed plan to sh to show? No, no. Where the well, what I'm saying is, yeah, but I, we, the public needs to see that. Yeah. I'm talking to the penny, yeah. because there are probably things in there that make you raise your eyes. Seven million for design. When you first think about that, people go, "That's a lot of money for designing something," or or is it? And if it is seven million, um, 
break it down. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, a, pro, I'm a proponent I, of the pack, but I'm I, not I, saying I, you're poo-pooing it. I'm, I'm, I just think I just think that if you, especially if you want to bring the people over who are on the on the no side, be be have clarity. Be very clear. Be very transparent. I don't think that's going to help because people are going to pick it, rip it to shreds regardless. Yeah, They're going to see, oh, this hundred twenty thousand dollars. Why can't you do that? But yeah. they don't really know really. You what's need going a, you on. need a factual campaign. Uh, Facebook has all those all those pages, and I was on the Facebook page while while sick as a dog on Tuesday, and they had some people talking about. I heard one hundred twenty million for this. We've already voted this down several times. No more. And I had to go and correct her and say, <laughs> you "We've actually." A few while you were sick, we've on actually, Twitter as well. I we've saw. actually voted. This has been voted on once in the history of, of our lives. Once, and it was voted down. It wasn't voted on in two thousand twenty. And I also reminded them, and she and she came back and said, "Well, once is enough. If people say no once, then it's done." I said, "Well, if, if that's the case, we wouldn't have Riverside Park. We wouldn't have Riverside Coliseum, Sandman Center, because those were voted down once." and we had to come back and get them again. You can go through the entire city of Kamloops, if not uh, BC Place. You think of all these places, not BC Place, but you think of all the different cities that have great amenities that maybe took two, three, four times to get going. If you just said no after one, we'd be living like in the 50s still. Do you remember last weekend or have you kind of, um, the sickness just wiped away your memory? Because it was a great weekend for us last weekend. Oh yeah, yes, that's right. That before was, you got just sick. Just before I got sick and before Mike went to Anaheim. Right. That's right, yeah. We were prepping for the big football games on the weekend, so we went down to uh, McDonald's to, to get some coffee for the for the morning after, because yeah. especially for you, because you probably, after that tragedy. And um, Well, we went yeah. to McDonald's, we, yeah. had to, we had to get there somehow, yeah. in some way. So yeah. we, we went down to, yeah. We, went, we took a Volkswagen. Yep. Yep. Terry Lowe, uh, and you again, though, you were so confused. I didn't understand the rates. I <laughs> the rates, you know. I, I didn't under, I, I confused them. I thought it was an over under for an NFL game. I said, what, 4.9, that means if I get the money back, and he just. And you're always away. confused with yeah. football numbers because you, yeah. you, the rouge gets into your mind. Yeah, the rouge. Yeah. Long lived rouge, yes. These terrible rules in the CFL. Yes, all the best rules that God, God intended. I, you were right. so confused, yes. so, so dizzy that yeah. you. you you passed out. I think that's when I started getting sick because the numbers just got into my... They were dizzying numbers. Yeah, yeah they were dizzying You were so numbers. dumbstruck that you passed out. Luckily, yeah. we were close by to Gord's. Yeah, and there was a mattress right there, a Sealy mattress. And I actually bought, I bought one of those Sealy mattresses. King, a king size. King size. For it's real. being delivered on Monday. I thought it was supposed to be delivered last week. Well, <laughs> delivered on Monday, coming up here. The bed frame we ordered from Amazon, I'm worried i got to put that thing up this weekend. Did it arrive? It arrived. Is it going to fit? I don't know. It's in a box right now. It doesn't look like a king size box. Hmm. So well, maybe maybe Americans king size is different with the with the with the exchange rate. <laughs> could be could be a could be a could be a double. Do you remember the two cheeseburger meal? Oh yeah, the Arch Deluxe. Yes, the big extra. Yeah. What about the McRib? Oh yeah, I remember the big. The... Little Birdie told me oh. it's coming back. Oh good, yes. So can't say much more than that, but it's McDonald's. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a delight. Yeah. Stay the tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. Also for our next guest, it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's above the folds right now. Honestly, it's it's a lot better than I thought it would be. I mean, when I got here, there's no way I thought that you could like make a living off of like working at McDonald's, but you can, and that's kind of like changed my whole outlook on what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I definitely can see myself staying at McDonald's because you know it's something that you can financially stay at, and I love it. So why not? <laughs> this was my last choice for a job. I I applied at different places before I applied here. And I am so glad I got the job here because there's nowhere else I could really see myself. I love McDonald's. I love everything about it. I love the energy. I love the people. Um, just a great environment to be in. It makes me happy. Um, 
I like making other people happy. Um, so yeah, eventually I'd like to be a GM and maybe uh, from there, move up from there. I don't know yet. I mean, kind of just going with the flow here. Dan and Andrew, welcome to the show. Tell us about your green room experience. Uh, How was it? How was it out there? Uh, just out there in the uh, workshop where they make Riversong guitars. That, was that amazing? And, and also we had you outside in the snow waiting for us. Oh, uh, that too. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the guy in the workshop was nice enough to let us <laughs> Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, William Shakespeare Mystery Box. That's right. What is it? What can you tell us? Uh, William Shakespeare Mystery Box is a production of one of Shakespeare's uh, famous plays and we're not going to tell you which one okay why uh, because that's uh, because that's the gimmick uh, you, you gotta take a leap of faith and trust that you'll like Shakespeare on its face for for being Shakespeare and and come enjoy the experience I've always um, I've always liked the idea of going to a play not knowing what it's gonna be <laughs> and I know that for the I'm a theater geek, so for the, the general audience, they want to at least know some idea. So if we narrowed it down to Shakespeare and not know what it's going to be, then that uh, hopefully will get people interested in that. Can so uh, we winnow it down to tragedy or comedy? I cannot. <laughs> you can't. That either. Okay. No, I can't do that. <laughs> you can tell us surprises galore, whimsical Shakespeare, pure entertainment though, right? So what, what can oh, people yeah. expect? I think people can expect um, a, a very fun show. It, is it a tragedy, is it a comedy? We can't tell you. I can tell you it is very funny. It is a lot of energy and, and very fun to come see. And what are your roles? I'm the director. Yeah. I, I made sure that it's fun, so you have my guarantee. <laughs> How long have you been doing this for? Oh my god, um, I've been directing since 2015. 2015. So you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not a lot of not a lot of gigs until you put them together yourself. <laughs> do, you, do you still get? I mean, we're almost what February first is coming up here. Do you yeah. still get a little bit, kind of the last minute jitters? Like, oh my goodness, is this thing good? Is it going to work? Oh, uh, <laughs> we actually we had um, a uh, paper tech meeting last night where we get all the all the like technical aspects all together a week before the show so that we know we have everything and it's all under control. I was so nervous before that. I was like, oh my god. Do I have everything? Why has this been so easy? What entire section did I forget? Right. And now that we've done that, I'm so relaxed. And I'm like, okay, awesome. cool. The show's going to be great. I we got it all together. How many people are in the? How many people are, are in the uh, in the in the cast oh and, and 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 the back in the backstage and, and, and you know all the stagecraft and all that? What, like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. it's four knuckle cracks, mm -hmm. five knuckles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, nine in the cast. Yeah, nine in the cast. See, that might give people an idea of what it, what it is because uh, some there's, 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 there's a lot of double double roles. Oh, okay, yeah. yes, right. And what are some of your what are your jobs? Because you have multiple. I uh, yeah, so I'm the uh, uh, producer, so I have to do things like get us money, yeah. um, come to the fundraiser dinner. There's a fundraiser dinner. Um, when is it? Fundraiser dinner is on Saturday the 27th. 27th, yeah. Um, Saturday the 27th, and that's at the Effie. 
Um, 422 Tranquil Road, North Campbell. One of your favorite places. That's right. Yeah, it's a good place. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm also uh, acting in this show. Um, the producer, lead. actor. I like hey. Warren Beatty, producer, actor. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm uh, uh, playing what I will call a prominent role with a lot of lines. A lot of lines. <laughs> yeah. There's a. There's a. There uh, this go. is my. This is my script right here. Oh yeah. And I can't show you the front of it. So. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. are you um, constantly carrying that around with you to practice? Yes. yes. This has been <laughs> on my person yeah. for the last three weeks at least everywhere. Good, it better be. Um, because for non-theater goers, you can't bring that on the stage with you, can no. you? <laughs> no. Um, no, if you see somebody with one of these on stage, something's gone wrong. Yeah. You know? yeah. Someone's in the hospital or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yes, this uh, it, it's a lot, and it's a lot to, uh, to memorize. And um, uh, in uh, in both producing and acting, I knew that if we were committing to this, I was going to have to do it myself because who who could we burden with that number of lines? Right. Who could we possibly <laughs> ask to? to take on the volume. Um, so between the two of us, we thought, well, we gotta do this ourselves, and then we gotta... So, yeah. you're, you're, as producer, you, you mentioned you have to raise money to, to, yes. to stage it, because you guys, it's it's an amateur theater company. Chimera, is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Chimera. Chimera Theater. So, right. for an example, where's the money coming from to help stage this? Who's helping you? Who can we give a shout out to? Uh, we put in a lot of grant applications. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're the money guy. Yeah, our, um, so our, we put in a lot of grant applications and didn't receive a single one of them. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but the show must go on. The show must go on. Yeah, yeah go. well, they reclassified us from one type okay. of grant to yeah, a different we, uh, type. Bureaucracy. That is, that is much harder to get. And yeah. we really like to. In get some back ways, to that. we got a promotion, but yeah. it was not a good one. <laughs> a promotion, but demotion in the money. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all right. Yeah. Um, but our, our major sponsors have been the FE Arts Collective, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. where they let us rehearse every week, mm -hmm. which yeah. is so fantastic. Yep. Um, and my parents' restaurant, the Stockpot Cafe. Oh, oh the Stockpot! Stock you know what you need to do there? You yeah. need to bring the buffet back on Friday. <laughs> oh, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, because I went in there one Friday for a buffet, and I was heartbroken. Who used to work near there? Yeah, we had the, were the newspaper, oh, so we yeah, walked yeah. over, and on the Friday, had the best buffet in the world. Yeah, the the salad fine. bar alone. This isn't a stock pot. Yeah, that's okay. right. Sorry. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so. They've been nice enough to let us rehearse yep. there a couple of times yep. when the Effie has a show in there, right. which understandably yes. trumps our rehearsal. Right. Okay. Chimera. It's a hybrid often of a lion, a goat, and a snake. Hmm. What do you see yourself as on, out of those three? <laughs> that's uh. a snake over there. <laughs> Venom, spewing venom. <laughs> uh, well, the the uh, the founders of the company, who are yeah. who are dear friends of ours, named it that because it had three heads. So you'd have to ask them which one they <laughs> yeah. are. Okay, yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. And Chimera Theater is an amateur theater. How many? Uh, how long has it been around? Uh, how can people get involved? Is it? I'm assuming. I'm assuming the people involved in the play, including yourselves, mm -hmm. have day jobs. So this is like extremely yeah. time-consuming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, if you if you want to get involved, uh, email us at info at Chimera Theater. Mm -hmm. um, if you follow us on on our social medias and stuff, that's Chimera a great theaters. way to get in touch. Okay. Chimera Theater on on basically everything. Mm. We always uh, want volunteers. We always want uh, members. Mm -hmm. We always want uh, uh, sponsors. And then uh, 
at our AGM. You can uh, join there. Yeah, that's our poster there, William Shakespeare Mystery Box. At the Pavilion. Um, yep. Yeah, it's going on at the Pavilion Theater. Um, February 1st to 3rd and 8th to 10th. All right. Yeah, and uh, come to our auditions. When we put out casting calls, if you want to act, yep. you can come to auditions. Um, come out and support, uh, support us by coming to this. Mm -hmm. Support us by coming to the Freudian Slips Improv. Yep. Um, there's some uh, exciting things coming up with the Slips soon. We got uh, a class. Yeah, classes on the classes horizon. Beginning. Starting um, at the near the end of February on good. the 22nd. Uh, there's our regular improv shows, and then there's our famous Dungeons and Dragons improv. Mm. Um, so uh, there's a lot going on. If you want to be involved at uh, at Chimera Theater, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot you can do. You talk about all the lines you have, and I was going to ask you this uh -huh. anyway. What's it like to be up there and have that moment where something just doesn't click, you know, and you're left with that little, I don't want to put any bad seeds here, but, you know, you're like, you know, how do you get past that? Have you had a really... You basically just screamed out Macbeth at him. <laughs> <laughs> Improv is a skill that we, of course, with the slips, have yeah. built quite a lot. And so, uh, yeah, when you, make, when you make a mistake, you can't derail, you cannot stop, you yeah. cannot say oh sorry can we yeah. go back this has got to get going we're on right stage yeah. this yeah. is the show so yeah. you got to improvise your way back, back to, to the line the rest of your team knowing where we are now yeah, yeah. yeah. and with um and you got to do it in a way that the audience doesn't yeah catch. exactly yeah. <laughs> and that goes for any show but with uh shakespeare the um the the lines are of course the, the language is challenging mm -hmm. um shakespeare is uh something that people do in high school English and you read it and you write it down and you struggle with the the language and the the secret is it's it's meant to be seen mm. it's meant to be performed right um, it is a tough read right. but it's not meant to be read it's meant to be experienced and if people go see it um, they don't have to read it and I yeah. and I think I think that yeah people will be surprised by how intuitive and how natural and how Unchallenging the language is. Sure. People can check it out February 1st yeah. to 3rd and February 8th to 10 at the Pavilion mm -hmm. Theater. Tickets available, Kamloops Live Box Office. Thank you both for coming in today. Mm. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center Teeth with Trivia featuring Welcome back Reese to Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center with the star of the show, Reese Wilson. <laughs> okay, Reese. Let's dive right into a T-Swift question right off the bat, because I'm excited about this one. All right. On which day was Taylor Swift born? Oh, December 13th, 1989. That day is also my birthday. What? <laughs> no knew, way. I knew you'd be excited. December 13th. Is it actually? But 84. So you get that one right. And now tell us about this discontinued model. Yes, so we've got this Whirlpool wall oven here on the floor. Um, we have talked about it before, we're just touching briefly on it again. Um, it is a disco model, um, just last year's model. It's a really good machine though. It's got your smart screen and everything and all your fun stuff on there. Disco, that means discontinued. 1999, nothing wrong with it, down from 2699. Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center Teeth Swift Trivia featuring Reese Wilson. KLW on the Blazers, the W on the Bees. Brian Michael, Missy Cedarholm, you're already mad at me. She's mad at me. It's KMHA <laughs> night. It's also Literacy and Camus Book Drive night, so we, they want right? kids' books, and I have. 
Shakespeare and Hunter S. Thompson up here, so how mad are you already? I'm not mad, but we definitely want to encourage people to bring kids' books to the game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what do you think about the selection up here? It's good. You got uh, Ernest Hemingway, two of them, and you have uh, you have um, Hunter S. Thompson, and you have uh, your dad, Ross Hastings. My, my dad's books up His there. His dad yeah. is Ross Hastings, and he's got a PhD in chemistry and in theology. And he's a he's a top dude teaching at Regents College at UBC. He's a big brain. Regent he might College. be adopted. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is the book. Anyway, it's uh, his dad's. Do you want to give us a quick rundown on, on, on the festivities for Saturday because there's a couple things going on? Yeah, sure. So it's Camel's Minor Hockey Night. That's part of our community commitment program. Uh, we've got local sponsors who have donated tickets to bring Camel's Minor Hockey teams to the game. And we've given out about 600 tickets, so lots of kids coming to the game. There'll be a lot of energy. Good environment for the players, for sure. How often have you dealt with kids throughout your career, whether it be you know wanting autographs or, or the skate, when you guys skate with the kids, and how much do they love meeting you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely pretty cool getting to meet some of the little kids that are fans of us, and they grow up watching us. So, yeah, definitely really cool. Um, yesterday I was actually at uh, RLC, um, a school... Clementson. Out, out in Barnhart. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, correct. And just seeing all the kids and how they kind of look up to you, it's definitely a really cool feeling. What were you doing there? Uh, we were playing some floor hockey, actually. Oh, okay. Cool. No, no reading? You didn't read to them? Because they used to do that, right? Sometimes you go to the go to the schools and read to the kids? Yeah, I think we sometimes do that. But uh, uh, yesterday we just played floor Play hockey. hockey. So, yeah. You got a pick there, Bill? We can flash up, speaking of minor hockey days. <laughs> hey, that's you. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. You were drafted. Look at how long, young these guys were. That wasn't very long ago. Right? The difference, though, really. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, what's your? Who's your minor hockey team there? Uh, oh, that, that's a, That's the school, Canadian that's sports Yale. school. Yeah, that's Yale. Correct. That's yeah, Yale. Yale Hockey Academy. So, I played there for about uh, four years. Um, obviously, a big part of my career, and uh, overall, it was a great experience. You grew up in, in Langley, though, right? Yeah. So, were you part of the Langley um, minor hockey teams there? Yeah. Yeah, I played Langley minor hockey. Um, yeah, up until Yale. So, yeah, I spent a good majority of my playing there. And, uh, yeah, just like Yale, it was a great experience. And, uh, yeah. How often do people call you Michael? Uh, you Ryan, Ryan Michael. And it's like one of those two first names. Mm -hmm. How often does that happen? Yeah, I mean, it's probably gotten mixed up a couple <laughs> times. Uh, I mean, my, my nickname's Mikey, so. That makes yeah, it even that, tougher. <laughs> it kind of helps, so I guess. If, People don't really remember my name. They can just say Mikey. So, where does Missy come from? Is there a story behind your name? My name is Melissa. Melissa, you didn't it know. That. I thought it was, I thought it was just no. I thought it was Missy. I got a niece who's Melissa. Yeah, my mom's always called me Missy. I don't know why she bothers to name me Melissa. I don't answer to it. And no one's ever called you Melissa. No. What about your mom was mad at you? Would she say no? No. Okay. Some people in the office call me that when they're trying to be funny. <laughs> okay. It's not that like, funny. Like, like Tim O'Donovan. Like Tim O'Donovan, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Tough go for you guys overall in the season, but some good results coming in. Well, Victoria had a positive result. Um, are you seeing some, some progress being made here? Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, the past few games have been really good for us. Um, I feel like we have some young guys that are really starting to step up and really just play their role and play the right way, which is great to see. Um, I feel like we got a really good test against Kelowna this weekend where um, we're looking to obviously win both games. And I think uh, if we keep playing the way we are, I think we got a really good chance. I'm glad you brought up the young guy part because Sean Clouston, your head coach, I talked to him after the deadline and he was pretty forward in his comments and to the media saying, you know, our, our 06 group isn't really getting traction, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's basically trying to 
he's trying to light a fire. And I asked him again, yes, he said, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. So are you noticing then that there was kind of, people got the message and, and you know, you, don't, you can't wait till next season, you gotta make it happen now. So are you noticing that happen? Yeah, I would say so. I feel like they, they kind of know where, where we're at in the season and they know what's on the line. So I feel like we've definitely seen quite a few of our players step up. Favorite book growing up? Favorite book? Uh, I've always been a fan of The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Ah, so, I, so. that yeah. I don't know that book. Oh, it's great. No? It's a series. What is it? It made some movies out of it. Yeah. 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 Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Yeah. yeah. It's about, uh, his name's Greg Hefley. Um, him, his brother Roderick, and Manny, I believe. Um, I guess he was kind of like the, like the small, like scrawny, kind of nerdy kid growing up. And then his older brother, Roderick, would kind of, I guess, tease him and try to get in his head. So uh, kind of goes along his life growing up and how he had to deal with that. Did you have uh, older siblings? Uh, I did. Yeah, I do, actually. I, my uh, older sister, Kayla, yeah, she's um, 23 now. Okay. So Were you scrawny when you were young? <laughs> does, it, does, uh, it, does it resonate with you? No, I, I would say it, I wouldn't say it relates to me too much, but uh, definitely an interesting book. So it's excellent yeah. books. My son's 22, and he... He grew up loving those books, and then going to see the movies made a few yeah. movies. Just fantastic. What about you, Missy? Do you have a favorite book? You know what? I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but it was like about a little red fire truck and a fire cat. No and more. I read that book every day through <laughs> school. Every week we'd go to the library to pick out a book, and I'd pick out the same book. Oh, right on. So it was definitely a fan favorite, but cool. I don't remember the name. Questions? From you? Well, just a couple of hockey-wise. I grew up in Abbotsford, and, and, uh, and there was a big rivalry. Uh, junior hockey, Abbotsford Flyers, Langley Lords, way, way back in the day. What was it like going to Abbotsford and um, hanging out there? And, and is it any different than Langley with respect to just the community? And, or is it so close it just becomes one metropolis to you guys? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say there's too much of a difference, to be honest. I, I would take the bus to Abbotsford every morning and then bus back at about 3.30. So you wouldn't so. have to bill it there. Well, there's, a, no, there's a certain smell in Abbotsford. Well, it's a smell of money. Also, you didn't have to bill it like, say, Stan, Stan Colvin and all those guys. No, yeah. yeah, I would. I lived at home. I actually um, uh, billeted like a couple of my teammates. Mm -hmm. um, oh, at the Langley house? Yeah, in my house oh, okay. in Langley. So, yeah. yeah, we would take the bus in the he's, morning. He's from Langley. He's not going to go billet in, I don't you know, know. 20 minutes down the road. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty fancy, fancy academy. That's true. You have in the, you know, in mansions on Glen Mountain there looking over top of the school there. <laughs> right. And the other question I have is just more about this this Saturday. It's it's literacy night. And what should people bring? And where do they put the books? Oh, yeah. How, what's this all about? Why are we doing this? Yeah, definitely. So it's part of the Unplug and Play Literacy Week supporting literacy in Kamloops. We've done this for multiple years, so we're just encouraging fans to bring a new or gently used children's book. If you have books at home, don't go out and buy a new one. Bring one that your kids no longer read. We're donating them all. There will be a spot right inside the front entrance where they can donate them. And we're hoping to collect lots of them. And these books go into those little red bookshelves and they all go that into kind of the stuff. little red bookshelves. Right. They go into the schools. Excellent. Um, I don't know everywhere that they use them, but there's there's lots of opportunities. Fantastic. To, to share. Fiona Claire is part of this thing, right? At the link and all that. Oh, yes. all the, yeah, great, yeah. great. Don't bring books about World War One ambulance drivers. Yeah, don't don't bring any kids books. <laughs> kids books. <laughs> okay, Ryan, Michael, Missy Cedar Home. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you. Volkswagen. Kamloops Mayor Reed Hamer Jackson. It's an impromptu edition of Reader's Digest. We didn't know we were going to have you on this morning. I got a text from Folds you know, a couple hours ago saying, 
uh, Reed's in Mexico, and we're going to talk to him. Um, Folds, why are we having the mayor on? Well, how you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? Okay. Well, I oh, just... I'm on a, I'm on what you call a work holiday. I work more. Everybody, uh, everybody around me, including my wife, uh, think that I should be at, at uh, you know, sitting in my office. But I kind of am anyway, so. No, that's fine. No, I, I, I just wanted to clarify for any viewers out there because um, uh, earlier this month, you, in December, you went for vacation to Kabul like you normally do with the family, you know, recharge for the year. And you came back to Kamloops and you were on our show. And then now you're back down there. And I, and I just wanted, because people, there's some people in the community saying, well, you were just in Mexico. What are you doing in Mexico now? And I think, who? Well, it's just online. People are wondering, like online. No, yeah, but who? I, I'm not online, so I don't know, like who, I think, who is. I think that? I think I read in in one of the people media. That, actually, people that obviously don't pay attention to the um, yeah. Well, I, their, I, I, our council I, meetings and everything. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Eh? Well, I think Stephen Carpuck, uh, Councillor Stephen Carpuck, mentioned. Oh. He mentioned to one of the news outlets that he was caught by surprise because he had to do some duties. He wasn't aware you were in Mexico, <clears throat> but you were at the meeting by by Sounds Zoom. Sounds like hey, hey. Sounds like last year. But do you remember what happened? Yeah, well, um, when you came back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they knew exactly when I was going to be back. And uh, actually, our EA, uh, Councillor Karpak, knows that we have a executive assistant. Um, Chrissy. To the mayor and council. And uh, if he's saying that he wasn't aware that I'm in Mexico, then I think he, I think he, said I think he, he better pay a little bit more attention because I, I got to tell you, um, I've been in communication with him a lot since he's become the deputy mayor in January. And uh, he doesn't really get back to quick all the time, or I'm asking him to look into things on the agenda, which uh, obviously he hadn't read and things like that. So, but anyways, is that what we're here for, though? No, 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 yeah, let me, let me put a caveat out there. I, I haven't talked to, to Stephen. I'm just saying this is what I read in one of the articles, and I think he mentioned that he was caught sort of unawares, but... I think he's not quite unaware a lot of times. That's not my problem. Um, I'm allowed to have a holiday. Absolutely. I, I, get, I could be in Alaska or I could be um, sitting in the office next year, but I've been very busy. As a matter of fact, I've been available 24 7. Um, and uh, so. so you're, um, you're saying what, it was communicated. Any other it's topics? Been, can we, been, can we talk about, like, oh, I did, I don't know if I updated you guys. Did I talk, did I update you guys about talking to the ministry? One, one second. My, my question would be, are, are people being loaded with duties that you were supposed to be doing while you were in Kamloops? No, not at all. I think, matter of fact, I think Councillor Karpuk had to go to one event. Uh, the, the, actually, the deputy mayor's duties are, um, their, their main duty is, unless I'm not available um, or uh, incapacitated or whatever, is mm -hmm. to return emails. And I've actually, I see the emails, but the protocol is the deputy mayor return them. And I've been uh, quite active in, in making sure that gets done. So, you know, um, you know, Councillor Carpuck, he's a busy guy. You know, he, as you know, he's got a, he's a chiropractor and things like that. So, uh, like you said, uh, Chrissy, uh, our EA, she's um, she's well aware of that. So no, they haven't been. Um, uh, but again, has any other counselor been like, "Hey, what what's going on here? Why are you in Mexico?" Or has it just been him talking to you? No, no. 
No, it hasn't been any of them. They all take holidays. They all know what it's like. No. I mean, they don't, you yeah. know, when somebody goes to India, they go to India. I, I, I come here. I don't. This isn't a holiday. I'm, I work every day. But I'm confused, like, though. Like every I'm day confused. I work. Why, so, and, why, why did you go to Mexico and then come back and then go again? That's. I think that's the kind. Well, of I first I went. I went first, and then the first time I came, um, I had always planned to to do something to that effect. But oh, the okay. first time I went, we have about twenty or thirty people around uh, the little community that we're here, and uh, uh, all of them, including my wife, uh, were saying you know, what's going on. And I was pretty much all the time in here dealing with, you know, right now I'm dealing with a lot of things, a lot of legal issues that are very uh, unnecessary, I believe, and things mm -hmm. like that. But, um, you know, a lot of different meetings and things like that. So, you know, I haven't had a lot of time to spend with anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, I wanted to go back and I wanted to, um, you oh, know, okay. take care of some stuff, you know, council meetings and that sort of thing. All right. Uh, you know, I got a phone call, as a matter of fact, just before midnight from Glenn Hilke, which, again, I was available. And, uh, you know, I think we had about uh, 18, 15 or 18 people that he, he yeah. was having to kick out. And they were going to be on the street. And it was like minus 30. And, you know, they yeah. gonna, they could have potentially froze to death. And, uh, you know, the great work of uh, Will Beatty, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can say his name, but uh, he did great work because I called him. Uh, the late evening, and uh, he uh, he didn't answer originally because he was sleeping just like I was uh, when Glenn Helke called me, and uh, and Will phoned me right back, and you know we you know he made some decisions, and and uh, we got those people into a safe place, and and left them the uh, the um, the death on the street, you know, like it's just crazy. Like uh, I don't know how many have we got. Do you guys know? Well, there's we one for three, sure. One for sure. Three popter. Hey. Hey. Three, three possible people that that froze. Well, death. I, know, I know of one for sure, but then we have a death in a, in a in a fire under the bridge, apparently. So who knows? right, yeah. So possibly, potentially, yeah. Either way, either way, you know, we got to get those outreach workers out there. You know, I was mm -hmm. told we had twenty five outreach workers on the street, and I sure would like to see them out there because, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Anyway, by the way, the ministry's working on it. Just what, so you know. What else were you going to say? You you wanted to talk about something there. Uh, well, you, you, you said before, you said something about the ministry. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, that I, I had a meeting also with the, the ministry, and, uh, you know, um, and they said they're working on it, you know, on what next steps. And, uh, you know, that's something I tried to relate to uh, Councillor Karpak, to relate to CEO Trowin, to let him know. And it was a journey, man, I'll tell you, it was a journey. So What was the journey? You know, I've, been, I've been trying, I've, you know, I've been... I've been waiting, you know, the, the procedure that I've got where I've got to go through a, a, the deputy mayor. I mean, I've been asking uh, Deputy Mayor uh, Bass since December the 18th, you know, asking questions and still don't have answers, you know. Like, like I said, if I want to ask her a question, I'd ask her, but it was to go through to our staff, so. What, what about the but anyway, how's everything else going, Kevin? What about the legal issues? Can you update us? Well, the, the legal issues are, you know what, um, I can't talk of them, but there's a, there's a plenty of um, code of conduct um, files happening. And like I said, I can't speak of them or who initiated them or anything like that, but it's... Uh, Wasting your time, you feel like, though. It's very, very, very costly in time, and, 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 uh, and it's, you know, it's a new, it's a new code of conduct uh, you know, when we amended the code of conduct, but uh, 
it seems to be a tool. And it, uh, at the end of the day, I just, you know, when the taxpayers know the cost of all of this investigation stuff. And by the way, I, uh, yesterday I talked to uh, Casnet, Kristen, apparently she's, got, apparently she's got the report that you've got there, Chris. Okay, good. She, met, she asked me a question that you didn't, you didn't ask. Uh, she asked me if uh, CEO Trawin, if I ever said to him uh, that I'll bury, and I said, nope, I've never said that to anybody my whole life. Okay, I'll bury 65 you. Five years old, never said that, but I, I didn't hear that coming hey, out of hey, here. What's the uh, or, what's the ballpark on the cost? You mentioned costs. People, uh, tax. I have no idea. No, no idea. But you know what? It, you know what? It's just like these code of conduct things. You know, they're they're not they're not done by just a um, a uh, um, they're done by lawyers. They're 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 not done by you know just a regular investigating company or whatever they're done but it's it's a huge cost you know hmm. be nice to know how much it all it's all costing at the end well, I, I, sure. at the end of the day you know at the end of the day we're, we're going to find that out i mean it, it, it might not be right away but at the end of the day i mean uh you know it's no different than closed meetings and and uh you know i think they they uh a lot of them might be public someday you know so Okay, yeah. so you're going to get at least some time. Part of the reason why you're back in Mexico is so you can at least spend some time with your family. So you got anything fun planned? Anything, you guys didn't do anything fun? No, but the other day we took a uh, we took a side-by-side -side, um, <laughs> up, up the East Cape, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. You know, and stuff like that. But I've still got a lot of stuff to do. Like, I've got uh, lots of things to do, and, and I'll be heading back uh, – I think I'll be heading back probably this weekend, just after the weekend, because we've got the LGLA in Vancouver, and I do have some meetings in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Again, some uh, some legal meetings and different things like that. I'll be meeting some different people, so so okay. we'll have that. And uh, yeah, one last thing. What's what's your thoughts on this? Um, it looks like the the Performing Arts Center portion of the Build Camloops is getting is getting going forward here. There was. Uh, they're going to be talking about it next week, I think, with respect to getting the the pack back on a referendum or just back on a on approval. What do you know about that? What do you know about the seven million dollar design? Is, is the idea to build it in the same place they wanted to before at Fourth and Seymour? Any any updates on that? I believe that's the case, and you know, like I've always uh, I've always said that I you know I agree that we need a performing arts center, but you know I I really believe in and uh believe that it needs to be in a an area that's that's big and um and and combined with recreation and you know uh, combined with you know like like chilliwack or areas like that but uh you know it's kind of funny um you know when my uh, standing committees got squashed um you know it was all about my drinking buddies and my which weren't some people didn't even drink but uh <laughs> it was about my friends and campaign supporters but uh you know, twice now I've asked for a list of the, uh, the volunteers for these um, working groups, and uh, and I noticed that there's a lot of them that have um, that have supported um, some of our council's campaigns and friends and things like that, and even campaign managers of, of other um, people that were running for mayor and things like that. But but back to the performing arts center, I think we really need federal. We need to dig deep into into um um grants and stuff you know, like grants like huge yeah. grants i mean i mean you know one of the councils when i talked about grants uh, here a little bit ago 
you know, he said, well, that's like buying a lottery ticket. Well, guess what? We're getting more grants now. And, you know, like I said, uh, one of our staff members came down and said, oh, where'd you find those grants? So I, I think that we got to look big. You know, I think that the province, you know, and they were going to do that um, uh, thing in, in Victoria for how many millions of dollars? Remember, what was it, a museum or, or something? Yeah, yeah, that so, yeah, 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 the Royal, you, Royal you know, BC and, Museum. And, yeah. and, also, and also, I don't know, I don't know how much we're, you know, I, I think it would be great to look into working with the Kamloops uh for something like that you know i mean hey, hey let's listen listen we got we got 250 acres just north of camlops mm -hmm. and uh you know people go out there to play ball and to do this and play soccer and lacrosse and everything else it's 260 acres and and again if we can get some big federal money uh and provincial money and uh and, and again i don't know i'm just I'm, I'm not saying anything but working with the camlops um matter of fact you know they've got acreage out there also but um I think uh, right now laying it on the taxpayers and just focusing it kind of it kind of it kind of it kind of got stuck back to the top of the performing arts center when recreation and 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 other things were um, a lot bigger on the table that I believe and and to spend seven million dollars like I don't know before we send that out I, I I'd surely like to see um, you know every media source and Facebook page and everything else uh, putting out a poll to ask. You know uh, how much people want that, and, and the other thing is parking. To me, is an issue, and I think we need to go big. I mean, like Penticton, you guys be in Penticton. Let I me mean, look at the parking there at, at the rinks and stuff like that. You know, you could have a convention center, you know, art center, and so that when people come from hopefully Calgary and, and all over the all over the the map for for events, that there's going to be lots of parking, and and uh, yeah. That's 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 what I think. Getting something combined, even agriculture. I mean, even you know, agriculture and, and recreation and 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 arts. And, you know, like let's let's not. Uh, I mean, you know, even right now, you take the uh, interior savings when 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 we've got our hockey teams on a roll, and um, and there's a lot of people in the stands. You got to walk a long way in the winter to get to that. To get to that rank and yeah. uh we do get minus 30 as you guys uh yeah. noticed and we do every time it's kind of like you know with I'm, I'm still upset about having to kick people out onto the streets you know in the mornings um it's we just gotta we gotta do a better job well um uh, yeah i guess next week um they're uh, on the 30th i think the the, the discussions about the pack is going to start so it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes from here for sure yeah, yeah. Like I said, it seems to have uh, elevated itself from from the beginning of our strategic plan. It seems to have crept back up onto the top. And and again, I'm not a, I'm not against anything like that. I just think that we could be possibly get more grant money by. Um, I think that's combining, the idea. Yeah, the idea is to get the grants. Yeah, for things sure. Things and, and and even working with the commons possibly, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, I mean, we got 260 acres. Everybody keeps forgetting we got 260 acres. I mean, 10 or 12 years ago, we put the the ranch out there, and and uh, isn't it land we already got too late for this? though? like, isn't it too late to to change course on where it's going to be? And I don't know. We don't know where, where, know. where the thought, plan is. I thought that's why we elected a mayor and council. We'll find out more next week, I guess. We're going to have Mike Mike O'Reilly on the show next week. He's what? the he's the chair of the building of the Bill Camlet Select Committee. Maybe he can give us more information next week. Do you think you're going to be able to get well, more council to vote yeah, with the mayor? Too. I mean, I mean, you know, there, there's land. He's got lots of land too, but we've also got lots of city land. Uh, yeah. um, you know, like I say, just north of Camlet's. 
I think we got 260 acres. So, so yeah, um, um, again, you know, I think we got to, I'd like to see going big with a lot of federal and provincial money. And hey, maybe we can get the Kamloops. We, maybe we can do something there. You know, I, to me, it makes sense. But it's a lot of people, a lot of things. Think, I think do you make, think you're going to be able to get uh, more of your council members to vote with you this year? What's that? Do you think you're going to have a better chance this year of getting more council members to vote with you on issues throughout the year? You know, I can't think what they're thinking. I can't think what they're thinking at all, you know. But, uh, you know, like I said, I've, um, I, I can't. You'd, you'd have to ask them. You'd probably get a better idea than, than maybe, I would. What about, do you have any strategies, though? Are you going to, you know, I know you're not a politician, but maybe you start thinking, like, you know what, I'm going to use some political guile or maybe play a bit more politics to try and get some more people uh, with you to, so you can make some changes. Well, first, well, it, again, I wouldn't want to tell you strategy because then it might not work very good. But uh, <laughs> I think allowing other people to be the voice and then just uh, being quiet. Uh, I don't know if you know, noticed the Noble Creek incident, even to get it extended as long as we did. I, I was very quiet when all those users were in there and uh, uh, somebody did pull up a motion and, and that was great. So I think that uh, I think letting other people take the lead. Uh, I mean, I think Council Carpuck, I thought it was great that he... Uh, conducted a council meeting he uh publicly he appreciated that i i um appointed him to to um chair the meeting and uh you know hopefully all the all the stuff in the background won't uh continue and and uh keep spending uh taxpayers money for no reasons you know yeah well i, I was i was thinking to myself you know like you i believe you you want to make change you want to you want to do what in your mind is good things for the city, but the way that it's happened so far in your tenure hasn't worked. So I'm thinking maybe do you want to change some things about the way you do things or do you have to kind of go and play nice to people you might not want to play nice to to, to make things change, to, to make the change you want to make? Well, it's kind of like when I called one, section 131 on, about the uh, drug use thing, you know, and nobody even talks about that, but the reason I did that was because to work with interior health about the drug use thing and 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 i did it to open more avenues like i said we had um you know we've got 10 safe you know what i'm talking about the the yeah, open yeah. drug use yep. uh in part that but you know um like i said I, I called that section 131 for for a reason and and somebody else took the lead of it but it was because i knew that we had uh, and and even people at interior health that i contacted we had 10 safe injection sites and um you know, if they could be convert, converted or upgraded to um, to inhalation sites, because they're all provincial government, they're all our money. You know, it's all our money. So, so um, um, you know, they're they're already there. We have like ten of them, and 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 all in supportive housing or shelters and things like that. So, if you've got ten spots, if you've got a spot right right outside of Riverside Park that you could consume at well then there's not a really good reason for somebody to be doing it in front of a bunch of kids playing at the at the water park or you, you know what i mean like if you've got more places for people to do it uh then they're going to have less chances of them going and hiding it doing somewhere else and and overdosing stuff like that so in in one way we're we're kind of fortunate because a lot of uh cities do not have uh and are not built with uh, safe injection sites um, where, where, like I said, I believe we've got about uh, about ten of them. You know, one last uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you before we let you go back to your work down there. Um, 
Bill Bilton Sr. died recently. Bill I Bilton just Sr. heard that. I feel so bad. You he, know, he was, I babysat my sisters more, but uh, I babysat Bill Bilton's kids when we lived oh, on the same street down okay. on Clifford Avenue. Yeah, well, he he was he was uh, he he owned he created the Dunes. I think he built River Shore Golf. He owned many many. Brock, he lived. Brock, he lived. He lived out. Brock, he did the Brock shop. He, yeah, he, he was a, he was a, he was a legendary cool. developer and everything. What are your thoughts about him and his death and his legacy? Oh, I just think. Bill was a great guy. He was a, he was such a nice guy. You know, I haven't seen Bill for a lot of years, but uh, he was a great guy. You know, great family. Um, his wife was very nice. Like I said, when, when I was younger, we lived just down the road from them in Brocklehurst on Clifford Avenue. And uh, no, he's a great guy. And you know what though? But you know, uh, and condolences to all of his family. And and um, and uh, you know what? But I, I'm sure that Bill's in a better place right now. So. Uh, like you said, um, you know, we go back quite a long ways. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't know that, but, uh, no. yeah, we lived right on Clifford Avenue in Brocklehurst. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Mary. I hope you and uh, Mr. Carpuck can, can sort things out. Oh, that's going to, that, you know, that's he's going to have to really work on that. And we, I, I had no problem. We had a council meeting the other day, and and, uh, and it was fine. And, you know, I mean, we and same as, you know, you know we had uh, BC Housing come in front of us, and, and that's one thing I really think that we we should do again. Again, the uh, the will of council don't want to write a letter or want to write a letter saying that we don't need a review of the facilities. Well, then that's fine if they don't care that there's 800 emergency calls inside of uh, a small area uh, on a street, and that's them calling on themselves. Well, then let's just do a little survey, a survey of the surrounding areas around these uh, shelters and and. Um, and some supportive housing places. Again, you know what? I went with the chamber, and we went out to Valley View to some of the um, car lots out there, and, and then they had some big concerns about damage and things like that. And and I just don't know why we can't get uh, you know, or maybe we can, maybe we can get our staff to do it. I don't know, but we I, we just got to get her done. You know, we got to get a safe community in that way. There, maybe then maybe like I said, if I care, I mean, I've just had a, a guy that I knew uh, just died here just in the, in the last two weeks and 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 he's a guy that back in the day when when we were working on a notice of motion to do the recovery wellness ranch uh you know that's when you know the old concentration yep. camp thing come up yep. which again i had no 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 intention of that but he's one of the guys that actually said to me you know geez that'd be great and and other people on the streets have told me that that he would talk about that all the time uh, you know because he 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 you know, he had some skills, and, and he said, oh, yeah, and I could teach younger people this and that, and, you know, another guy that's on the street, you know, I think I told you guys, you know, he started, a, maybe we'll start a marble club, and I yeah. did that for, yeah. for years, you know, yeah. Yeah. so, again, okay. and we got budget stuff, we got budget, we got to start trying to get some little bit of tax revenue here instead of, uh, you know, um, spending money, let's see if we can make some changes. 11%. Bring it down. You, Bring it down. You try and just get some sleep. This whole 24-7 thing, I don't know. It's not good for you, man. Well, well, no, but I was sleeping when Glenn Hilke called me, okay? You were sleeping when Hilke actually, called, so you're not up all the time. Actually, the, ministry, the, actually, the person at the ministry said, you should take a holiday. You, you should, do sleep. You it's true. Trust. You, you know, do I sleep. Can't, you know, I got to tell you, I got, I got one, two, three, four devices. Um, I don't turn my phone off. I never have, uh, you know, uh, in the business I was in. Uh, <laughs> having kids, people. <laughs> uh, don't shut your phone off. So when Glenn Hilke called me, I, I have my ringer on. And I hope most people don't. Like you guys, I hope you don't because in the past I've called you guys at certain times. And, and uh, <laughs> I'm not answering so, your but, call at 3 a.m. And the 24-7. 
the city runs 24-7. If I wouldn't know, if I wouldn't have taken that phone call uh, from from Mr. Helke, and if our uh, Will Beatty uh, did a great job, I I I, I got to commend him. He's he uh, took you know he, he didn't answer originally because he was sleeping, but he called me right back, mm-hmm. and he took took action. So um, Marty, when we don't have people sleeping out in the cold, freezing to death. And we don't have record overdoses. As a matter of fact, we went down by, I think, 12 this year, which is better. Yep. Then maybe I will shut my phone off. I, for I, I just want you at your Or best. if I shut off for a couple of days, you know what I'll do? I'll contact the deputy mayor, and they can uh, they can go to work. Well, I hope that communication works now, out. <laughs> I hope that. Wait, you, to get, contact Tim, you have to probably contact four other people to get to him, though, at this point. So. Oh, oh like I said, I've been, waiting for, I've been waiting for answers. You know, people say, why didn't you ask that question over there, you know, be out of, out of public? Well, because I can't get answers. I've been waiting for answers from Councillor, uh, the, 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 the then uh, Deputy Mayor Bass, since December 18th. Guess what? You, you and Dale and Steven should go to Peter's Pasta and have a nice dinner and, and, and get over this, okay? Hey, listen, I'm over, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Like I said, uh, I can work with anybody. But when this stuff happens like this, this is just a, and it's great for you. I mean, I had Brett Manier calling me, you know, yesterday we had, or whatever day it was, I'm losing track here, but we had council meeting, and Brett Manier is texting me, like, for way too long. <laughs> and I, I said, Brett, the only way I'm going to talk to you is it live? Okay, I'll go on live on your show, and uh, and then you can ask me questions just like I do with you guys. And you know, if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. You know, but uh, just tell them the straight up the way it is. And, and uh, like I said, I have never said to anybody ever, "I will bury you." Okay, well, that's well, good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot for doing this. Try and have some fun today, not all work, all right? Work. Well, I will, but if you guys want to get a hold of me, have you guys ever had a hard time getting a hold of me? No, it's been pretty easy. Too much is actually, yeah, too, too easy sometimes. <laughs> hey, and if I was in Alaska, there might not be as good a cell phone service, so sorry. <laughs> okay, all right, so we'll talk to you later. See ya. Okay, take care. Yeah. <laughs> Volkswagen. All right, it's been a long show, been a good show, eventful show, surprising visit from the mayor. I want to clarify something with the mayor thing, just because we mentioned uh, Councillor Stephen Carpock. We were quoting, he told Kristen, I'll let him cast that friend of the show. She had written a story um, that mentioned that he's told her that he only, he found out on Monday, um, January 22nd, that uh, only found out on Monday, January 22nd, that the mayor wouldn't be there the following day to chair the meeting and the public hearing. So when we said that he was given short notice, we're quoting uh, Kristen Holliday's speaking to him for her story just in case there's any confusion. Um, and that's all that was in there, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on what the mayor had to say? Um, yeah, yeah, no, we, yeah, the, the reason we, we had him on was to say because, the, you know, there was some people chatter. He, he asked me when I called him or texted him, who's, who's talking, who's asking? I'm just saying just the, the, the masses, you know, the general people on social media. Some are saying, what the heck, what's he doing in Mexico? He was just in Mexico before, what's he doing? And I was confused because he was on our show. He was just in Mexico, yeah. Yeah, he came on the bad. show. We talked about his time in Mexico, and now he's back in Mexico. It was just kind of confusing. But he clarified saying that, you know, it's, it's one long vacation. He had to come back and do some stuff, and he, he wanted to get some more vacation in. He's got the time. No, no, no qualms with that. Um, and uh, it's good to have him on to talk about the issues. And, of course, his issues are uh, interesting to hear about Hilke calling him.
him in the middle of the night and him calling Will Beat is very, very interesting. Um, interesting thoughts on the whole pack thing. He told us that before where he's, he wants to go big, right? Yeah. I think at the time he said, let's get people from Saskatoon coming out here to watch stuff. But he wants to, if you can do something, go big is what he's saying. So that's interesting. And um, hopefully we get more clarity next week from Michael Riley and from the council meeting as to where where this pack will be. I'm assuming it's the same spot, but maybe not. Well, yeah, because he's talking about all those big, well, he's talking know, about the, big ideas. And, and but Rayleigh and everything. I, and I thought it's kind of like late late in the game for, for that, and that we're going back to the same kind of area. We don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Blazers, today they were cool having them on. Ryan Michael, nice Misty kid. Cedarholm. Yep. Book, drive, book drive, bring your books Saturday kids night. Books. Kids, kids books. books. Not these books, but kids books. And you'll be going to that play, I guarantee. You're going to that play, the oh, yeah. Shakespeare. I think I'll go to that play. You talked to them. Did they give you any more hints what it was? No, but I guessed what it was. I, uh, Midsummer's Nights, um, but he, uh, they, I don't think that's it either because it's winter, so who knows. Yeah. yeah. There's 38 But that plays. might be the best way to do it. They wouldn't expect Midsummer Night's Dream yeah, in he did, January. He, did, uh, he wrote 38 plays, so that's a lot of plays to deduce from. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Bennett and Bill today. Great job. No Magic Mike. He will be back next week, we hope. For our sponsors, too, we are very thankful for them. Gord Stevens, Steve Rogers, Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. Thank you for the mattress. Well, I'm paying for it, but I'll pick it up on Monday. You'll deliver it on Monday. They service what they sell. They deliver for free, free delivery. Amazing. Volkswagen of Kamloops, Terry Low, 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 low rates out there. Valley View uh, Drive there. East, yep. East. Auto Mall. Yep, yep, Auto Mall. McDonald's, Brandy Seacon, the McRib, I heard potentially coming back that's great news and our final day with Macca Ranch today our final day so I think they're gonna be back there was talk of us going out there to Macca Ranch to do a special kind of advertising thing where we go to the ranch in the spring maybe bring the team and maybe film film some stuff out there barbecue gonna cost them big money you know that and also the Camelot Blazers thanks to them for Christopher for Bennett for Bill and for Magic Mike I'm Marty we'll see you last week Wow.